If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Uh, I'll tell you who was in the outhouse last year. They were the premiers of the Sandful. He's now the super coach. One top point of, victory. Top of the mountain. Yeah, Got one there. point victory. No yep. pressure this year. No. How will they defend no. the title? No. The man known as Twig, Jade Rawlings, joins us. Jade, Happy New Year. And to you, Kimbo and Roots, how are you doing, boys? Not bad. Look forward to asking you that question at the end of the year. Is it harder to win a premiership or to defend one? <laughs> I'll look forward to answering it. <laughs> yeah. A big year coming up. You take on Woodville West Torrens, Cooper Stadium, Friday, March 31st. You've got your first uh, series hit out against Central uh, this Saturday at High Sense Stadium. We'll get to that shortly. Having a look at the players that you've brought in, Twig, I tell you what, the influx of players recruited to the Sandfall is huge. You've grabbed them from the AFL, VFL, VFA, North Launceston, North Hobart, Sandfall, mm. Northern Territory, it goes on. Are you happy with what you've received? Yeah, we are, Kimbo. We're pretty structured with what type of player and character we want to bring into our footy club. And we're very open also to the, the personalities and the the quality of player and, and also the background. I've a young fellow called Hugh Strickland who's from ACT and just through connections and being in Adelaide for a couple of years, the, the name lands in the lap and you explore his background and he's really thrived being in our environment as a young 18-year-old. So it's not always your top-end VFL, SNFL or AFL players. It's a bit deeper than that and we're also really keen to make sure we've got a high percentage of under-18 players that graduated the senior program as well. We we always want to make sure that Norwood juniors can mm. see the pathways being attainable to play for the senior team. So there's some tangible examples of it happening over the last couple of years and we want to continue that to be the case and then for them to see that it's real. Is the turnover re-energising the group or is it more challenging for you to now get them all united and on the same page? Yeah, it's a bit of both, Roach, because the guys we lost from 2022 are guys who had a couple of years at it, probably didn't quite become senior players or had got to their threshold of SNFL commitment. We lost Rantel, who was always probably most likely going back to Melbourne, and yeah. Nelligan, who's gone overseas for study. But it is graduating our new players into the Norwood way, if you like. So mm. we don't apologise for the program. It has to keep rolling on, and our new people need to catch up to it. And we try and bring them along in various ways at the right speed. But our core group are very good at bringing the players along as well as our coaches. So it is a balance. And last year, we probably took six, seven weeks before team chemistry and synergy was established. So that's why this practice match period is quite important for us to allow Sanders, Saunders, Callow, Ling, Locke, uh, Stingle, Wright, mm. all these guys who are new and we think are going to be senior players to be able to work their way into the group. Well, interested in your point about Rantel. You thought he was always going to return to Melbourne. Is that because of non-football issues or... Was he better off staying here and, and looking for that next chance by staying in the Sanford? How did that play out? Yeah, I'm happy to talk to it, Roach. I was really close with Jay. He lived with me, and uh, it's not the sexiest thing to live with the coach, but he was a very popular member <laughs> right. of our house. Yeah. Uh, uh, very uh, mature in his outlook on life, but certainly not a lad, Roach. He, yeah. um, he's very driven. He Australian yeah. basketball is a junior. Collingwood, very disappointed that it came to an end and probably came to Adelaide 
to get redrafted. That was his core purpose. Yeah. And then as the year went on, became more of a connected Norwood player, you could say. But I said to him during the year, mate, if you're thinking about going back, rather than worrying about my response, tell me now and we'll work through it because I know I'll get everything out of you in 2022. So he was honest. We knew seven, eight weeks out he was going back. But I don't think anyone could dispute his commitment to us and what he gave of us to us during the season. So that's why each scenario is unique, Roach, that the circumstances of what drives some players is going to be different to others and being able to manage that's one of the tricks in this trade. What about yourself personally, Jade? How are you feeling in terms of being settled as a coach? What is it, your third year now and as a citizen of South Australia? Yeah, love it, Kimbo. It's only increased my love of Adelaide, South Australia and the competition. And not just because we were able to be successful last year, more because of the... What, what it brings day to day, uh, my enjoyment of the competition as well as the, the job itself. So uh, my family moved over on the 11th of January this year and uh, I do school drop-off, school pick-up now where I haven't done it for four years and never mm. been an active part of their lives. So that balances it out. And the other important thing is the family need to understand how I do this job. I can't compromise on, on the job the way I've done it the last two years. Otherwise, it would be too big a shift for the players and the club. So um, love it. Wouldn't want to be anywhere else, so really happy at the moment. How different are you as a coach to what you were in your first year? Uh, probably for others to judge, Kimbo, but my feeling would be I'm probably not as uh, guided by my AFL background because mm. all I knew was all I knew when I got over here. And so working out standards and what's fair and reasonable to demand and ask of the players was a challenge. And some would probably say that I probably asked a bit too much early, but equally I don't apologise for that because it, there was a fair bit of growth opportunity within the club to do more and look at things differently so I think my my empathy's always been okay, hopefully the players would say that it's probably increased in my understanding of them as people uh, my beliefs in the game are still as strong as when I got over here and but also I've got an unbelievably strong coaching group that I can entrust further so I would say that the, the people would say that uh, hands are off the wheel a bit more through the summer and observe more and, yeah, not feel as I've got to be in control of everything. So um, it's a real artistry when you're trying to impose a, a game style and a cultural shift in a footy club and knowing when to push and when to pull back is hard. I'm sure all coaches would say something similar to you guys. Jade, Kim and I have had a pretty good discussion about pre-seasons, how they're structured in the AFL. What's perfect in the sample? The three practice matches really enables you to manage the time for senior players and give opportunity to younger ones. Mm. So part of if it's a new coach, like Darren Rees will be trying to establish a way of playing. Uh, Tyson Goldsack will probably do, doing the same thing at Port Adelaide. Mm. Um, so it varies from club to club as to what your needs are. I know Serge, he's very good at managing his senior players because they've been to the well a few times over the course of a number of pre-seasons. So I think it's all personal choice how many we have, but three gives you the flexibility uh, I always see trial match three as a dress rehearsal for round one, so it gives the players some pretty accurate feedback about where they sit at that time without any guarantees if you're in that game. But um, uh, pre-seasons are necessary evil for, for players. As much as it's hard and draining and demanding, it's mm. what sets you up for the season, and it's always tough to keep getting to the line with the training sessions where there's no carrot of a game at the end. So yep. this period in March 
definitely enables them to perform and put their best foot forward to be in the starting eight, starting 22 for round one. Twig, you haven't managed to sprinkle your magic dust yet on your Sandful W program. They've had uh, two losses. Are you involved at all in the program? Oh, Kimbo, you're pretty keen to bring us back to earth. Yeah, very good. <laughs> it's a brutal um, game. <laughs> it is, mate. Um, it also, a change there as well. Um, yeah, Brad Snell's become the coach of SNFL W at Norwood this year. Very close loss to North Adelaide round one. Mm. Probably didn't play to full capacity against South on the weekend. But there's a real overhaul of personnel and individuals playing. And I see that group will come together probably in game three to game four. So uh, we talk often as a club as to when there's change in certain coaching positions, what do we want out of the under-18 program? What do we see as the women's main charter? Is it is success measured by premiership finals or individual personal growth? So it varies from uh, level to level as to what the club is after. So, yeah, it'll be frustrating for Brad and the girls that haven't got the win, but uh, two very close losses. We've been talking to all the Sandful coaches, and they're absolutely loving the integration. Inter, inter, uh, say that for me, will you? Twig? Integration. Thank you very much, Roach. Uh, of the women's and and the men's, are you love are you love enjoying having them at the club? Yeah, we really do. We because it's easy to say that you're an inclusive club, but it's what you do, mm. and people will always be judged by what they do. And it, I feel as though our board, from the moment I stepped in the club, was committed to what is uh, environment that enables the female program, junior and senior men's to be able to thrive. And there's been genuine demonstrations from playing group to playing group on functions, uh, with training sessions and just general interactions around the club. So it means a lot to us to be really consistent with how each club and each sorry team's viewed and treated. And I think we'll all agree that the, the men's senior programs are most highlighted, but how you how you act in day-to-day and, and treat the environment as though it's everybody's, that's what you ultimately get judged on with this sort of stuff. Jade, is there a moment in the preseason where you can see in your players that they still have the hunger to go back-to-back or are they? is there a moment where you've had to remind them you can't live off a premiership for too long? No, I'll be pretty open to that, Rich. I've, I did driven from the leadership positions at the club as to how our young men were going to behave and, mm. and respond to what happened in 22. I haven't had that issue with this group because we touched on it very quickly. The thing you learn, I've never been in a premiership club, boys, so you you learn quickly that the 22 and the coaching group that were part of it was so fortunate, but there were another 40-odd that weren't part of it. And if we get around in a manner that is still celebratory and at times at the risk of being boastful, the message it sends to 40 others is, so you guys are different to us, are you? And that's what I'm hypersensitive to. And the the equality of what a player we were in jumper number 72 this year and how does he get treated equally to our captain, Matty Nunn. So th- that's really it means a lot to me and uh, I know it does to our board. So yeah. us in leadership positions really have to um, regulate that, audit it and make sure that our own messaging and our behaviour is the way we want our players behaviour right to be. I'll, so, I'll keep an eye on the um, club president for you. <laughs> you got a close a direct line there with a great. Yeah, I'll keep an eye on him. I'll keep yeah. an eye on him. Uh, as long as you've got James. Our, <laughs> our group, our group haven't reached their full potential as individuals, and I don't think that they've we've fully mastered what we can in our our game style either. And that comes with new personnel this year. So there's enough reason for us not to be satisfied with we haven't achieved everything that we want to, and what I think the group could be capable of, and what that looks like in 
successes in different ways, but obviously last year it was a very obvious way, which we're pretty proud of. Jade, we always appreciate you jumping on for a chat. Hopefully we can do it right throughout the year. Of course, SEN will be covering the Centville as well. And if you're a Nord supporter, get to High Sense Stadium, 12.45 this Saturday when they have their first strong hit out against Central. Good luck for the year, Jade. Good on you, Kimbo. Thanks, Roach.